And hello everyone and welcome to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I am Dick Batista along with Nathan Jones and we are transmitting live from our station here at www.twave.tv, twitcasting.tv and our various networks. So we thank you for tuning in for today's program as today we're going to be talking about after the rapture. The rapture takes place, but then what? You might want to stay tuned for today's program. For those of you that are following us live via social media, Facebook and the like, we'd love for you to post there your comments or your interaction with us today. But before we continue today's program, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Well, Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for the blessings that you've given us, for understanding your word, Lord, for telling us the future so we can have hope in your return. We pray you bless everyone listening and tuned in. Precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Nathan Jones. Again, you're tuning into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Big Batista Nathan Jones, as we're talking about the topic of after the rapture. And today's program is sponsored by Calvary Broward, Calvary Aventura, and the Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. And you can find more information here on www.twave.tv. If you find yourselves in the area, we'd love for you to drop by and be part of our ministry, Truth Will Set You Free. We're located at 1000 Foster Road, Highlander, Florida, 33009. And Sundays, Calvary would like to invite you to be part of their Bible study at 9 a.m. in Spanish and 11 a.m. in English on Sunday. So we hope to see you all soon. And of course, if you want to be part of today's program, make sure those of you that are following us on social media, uh, blog there for us and give us your questions or your comments. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host, Nathan Jones, to the program. Nathan, it's great to have you on. As always, brother, great to be on. Thank you for having me. Very excited to have you on, Nathan. And uh, every week is always exciting. You know, Nathan, we've been touching on this important subject matter that uh, Christ in prophecy has so much information there for individuals that want to learn more. But before we dive into the program, Nate, would you be able to share, again, your contact information briefly and also where people can find all your wonderful resources? Well, I'm uh, Nathan Jones, Associate Evangelist and Web Minister for Lamb and Lion Ministries, where a Bible prophecy teaching ministry our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And folks can check us out on our website at lamblion.com or christinprophecy.org. There you'll find a wealth of information about Bible prophecy, particularly from our founder and director, Dr. David Reagan. We have a television show called Christ and Prophecy that's been airing for 15 years on all the major networks. We have the articles, newsletters you can uh, sign up for, social network groups like Facebook and Twitter that you can sign up for, and many blogs that offer a daily dose of Bible prophecy. You want to learn about God, and you want to learn about where Jesus fits in the timeline prophetically and about his soon return, then check us out, landlion.com or christinprophecy.org. Excellent. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And of course, we thank all of you that have been following us in our program and Give us likes and also there, Christ in Prophecy, just a lot of wonderful, wonderful resources. So thank you, Nathan, for sharing that. And of course, Nathan, you and I, we, we've covered a lot of topics throughout the years uh, when it comes to biblical prophecy. We've gone through entire books of the Bible. But just recently, we started to touch on an important subject matter dealing with the rapture. Now, of course... For Christians that are familiar with biblical prophecy, they've heard the word rapture. Uh, some of them have an understanding, but there's also confusion. And we talked about this in our previous programs regarding the rapture. Is it a deception or is it a hope? And we cover the fact that the rapture is our heavenly hope. But now also, Nathan, maybe people are not familiar with the events that will take place after the rapture, but before 
the time of the tribulation. And we believe, Nathan, that there's a great setup out there by the enemy. Suddenly we have this rise in flying saucers and aliens. And that's all leading somewhere, right, Nathan? <laughs> well, the, one of the signs of the end times that Jesus gave us, Jesus gave us in Luke 21 and Matthew 24 and uh, Mark 13 was uh, signs in the sky and events as well as uh, false teachers, a proliferation of false yes. teachers. Uh, as Satan knows prophetic timeline, he knows that we're getting closer to the point where Jesus returns. And so he is trying to crowd out the message yes. with uh, all sorts of sensationalist, fantastic uh, falseness to confuse us so that yeah. we can't understand the Bible directly. And man, there's a lot of mass confusion out there. And yeah. uh, we at Lamb Line Ministries don't like to delve into what's called the sensationalist Bible prophecy. Yeah. That's the prophecies about Nephilim and UFOs right. and you know, underwater continents, and you hear that a lot uh, from other Bible prophecy ministers. We don't like to go there. We want to stay with the Bible. But there is clearly a deception in the event time. Satan is trying to confuse us. He's trying to prepare the world for a great deception, and that's the coming of the Antichrist. And he does it, I think, by getting people sidetracked on UFOs and Nephilim and you know, new world orders and different things, like which may or may not have some truth to it, but are clearly meant to keep us from centering on the message of the Bible. Mm, excellent point. And, and Nathan, this is why today's topic is that that is also very important because uh, we know there's going to be mass deception out there and the ultimate deceiver is going to rise to power. And the Bible is very clear. Again, we're going to take a quick look at 2 Thessalonians uh, chapter uh, 2, uh, verses 1 through 8. And then we're going to back up a little bit and talk about certain things that will also occur uh, before all this occurs. So Nathan, will you be able to take us there to 2 Thessalonians in case someone is watching or listening uh, and they don't have a Bible, they can follow along with us. And by the way, we want to thank those of you, many of you that are already following us via Facebook and social media. We'd love for you to page, uh, uh, post your questions or your comments for Nathan Jones and myself. Thank you, Nathan. Well, certainly. Well, let me back up just a little bit first. Uh, for those yes. who aren't familiar with the term rapture, what the Bible teaches about the rapture, 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 17, and 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and uh, John 14, are different teachings in the Bible that one day God will come up, he will patch up, which we use the term rapture, rapture up those who put their faith in Jesus up to heaven before the wrath of God comes down upon the earth. And that is called the rapture. It, it, you probably read your Bibles in 1 Thessalonians 4.17. It says caught up. In the modernized transliteration of the Latin word rapture is raptures. And that's, that's where we get it. And so we are waiting for Jesus to come back and catch up his church, take all believers up to heaven, and then the world will face the wrath of God. And that's what we're talking about. We are talking about the second after the church is raptured up to heaven. Mm, excellent point. Thank you, Nathan. And then, of course, there in 2 Thessalonians, we also see some events that need to occur uh, uh, previously uh, to that, we believe. Right, right. Let's go read 2 Thessalonians 2, uh, 1 through 8, and that will give us a good example of what's going on. And begin. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ has come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is of God or all that, or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, 
showing himself that he is God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Ooh. Oh, thank you so much, Nathan. I, I love that. And, and we saw it there, there. There's a gap. There's a time period. That word, and then he will be revealed. And that's why, Nathan, we believe that there are certain events that are going to take place after the rapture, but before the tribulation, that I think many Christians haven't really spent some time thinking about it. So Nathan, if you walk us through this, right now, let's say the rapture takes place. As you mentioned, just we're gone, we're with the Lord, but then as soon as that takes place, that first hour, those first few minutes, Nathan, what are some real things that we can actually expect? Well, if, if when you say we, you mean those who have accepted Jesus as Savior, Absolutely. we can expect a transformation of our bodies. Yes. Uh, the rapture explains it, uh, the, uh, sorry, I'll explain it this way, is that at the rapture, our bodies are transformed and changed into our new glorified bodies. These are our eternal bodies. These are the ones that we will, are resurrected bodies. These are the ones we will live in throughout eternity. And these are the bodies that if we look at Jesus, who is the template for us after his resurrection, they're powerful, they're sinless, uh, they can do things that the normal body couldn't do. Jesus would appear in rooms and he ascended, he flew you know, up to heaven. He, we could, but we do other things that we do now, like we could eat and uh, yeah. we recognize each other and we're wearing clothing. And, and so these are our new 2.0 upgraded <laughs> bodies that we will be having and we will be transformed as we go up into the clouds. Now, those who've already died in Christ, in other words, they, Christians who are already dead, they actually get resurrected just before we do. But uh, as Thessalonians and Corinthians tells us, it happens like in a snap, instantaneously. Right. So even though it's fast, it's so fast that we, we won't even know there's a difference between those who died in Christ and us being resurrected. It will happen very fast. So that's immediately what happens as we're going through and it also tells us that we will meet Jesus up in the clouds. So in the milliseconds of the rapture, we'll be transformed, changed, and meet Jesus up in the clouds. He doesn't come to earth yet. This is not the second coming. This is the rapture. And he yeah. continues on with us up into heaven. And you know, Nathan, that's why we wanted to uh, talk about this, because this is very important. Uh, one of the things, too, that we see after that transformation, we're gone. Uh, we're with the Lord, and uh, immediately after that, some incredible things will start to develop uh, around the world when millions of Christians are gone. Nathan, there's some interesting statistic in terms of how many uh, Christians are in America and alone. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Well, I've read a, a recent Gallup poll that basically if you're a Christian, an evangelical Christian, not just a cultural Christian, but yes. you believe in the primary doctrines of the Bible, that the Bible is the inerrant word of God, and Jesus is the Son of God, he's both deity and man, he, he was born of a virgin and resurrected from the dead. Those primary doctrines, believe it or not, only 9% of Americans would consider themselves evangelical, wow. born-again believers. So, in a country population, I've seen it range from 300 million to 350 million, which is in a hot range, but somewhere in there, imagine, say, 10% of the yeah. United States being raptured. So what we're saying here is 30 to 35 million people disappearing instantly yeah. off this planet. 
And Nathan, that is astounding. I mean, let's think about this. The rapture happens. We're talking about these millions of people. Nathan, let's say, let's say how many of those approximately might be pilots at the time when the rapture happens? And how many planes might be in the sky? I mean, what are we talking about here? Well, I mean, that brings you back to the old Left Behind books or the movies <laughs> if you watched them, you know. And the general idea that Christians, you know, will be there driving cars, flying planes, you know, riding boats. And then, boom, they're gone. And there's nobody to fly that plane or that drive that car. And then cars are crashing all over place and planes are falling out of the sky. And, you know, that didn't come out of an author's imagination. No. That came out of the, the general, more than not, statistically, uh, you know, 30 to 35 million people disappearing yes. in the United States alone, not mentioning the people that disappeared in the underground church in China, uh, right. the big church in Nigeria, and, you uh, know, parts of the world where we don't think as high in population Christians like China, but that are, mm-hmm. just disappearing. So, brother, I think you're right. I think we will definitely be, at least the world will, we won't be here, experiencing major catastrophes as all of a sudden 30 million people alone right. just leave the United States. And, and Nathan, that's why we hope for our viewers and our listeners, let's think about this globally, not just America. This is something that is going to occur globally around the world and when you start to consider that hour immediately that day after the rapture what is the world going to be turned into when you have millions of people uh, working in different fields in the healthcare field Nathan imagine that you are in in the operating room right you are a Christian doctor and and all of a sudden you're gone I mean this is the reality (laughs) well I mean they talk about power grids shutting down power of course you know uh, what I, I kind of picture is that, you know, the seconds after the rapture, now it's debatable whether people will see, who are left behind, see the rapture happen. You know, right. we as Christians, we'll probably, as we go up to meet the Lord, if it happens so fast, time will probably slow for us, or we'll even be outside time as God exists outside time. Yeah. But for the rest of the world, whether they see us disappear or all of a sudden, you know, we're gone, whether they will hear the archangel shout because there will be a, a loud noise that comes in, like it sounds like lightning and a, the shout of the archangel. We might, we hear it, but I don't know if those left behind will hear it, but I imagine that the very few seconds afterwards is stunned. You know, when people yes. see a tragedy yeah. happen, there's yes. always that quiet, stunned feeling as the brain tries to process what's going on, and that precedes a mass panic. Yes. A, a, Franticness about what's going to happen. What am I going to do? Yeah. And so that's what I kind of picture what the world would be like the first few seconds after the rapture. I, you know, Nathan, and you made a great point. I remember 9-11. 9-11, I remember September 11. And it, it was a shock. I was staring at the television. I could not believe that this was actually happening. And you made a very good point. I believe panic, shock. At first, people are going to be thinking, is, is this really happening? Oh, I remember that like it was yesterday. I was at work, it was early in the morning, and a uh, news feed came up, and it, it was like, hey, we're under attack. I called the wife, said, hey, we're, we're under attack. The United States is, you know, it's inconceivable. When is the last time the United States been under attack? Exactly. And then we saw the smoke pouring out of the, the trade towers, which yes. had been to the top of one of them, and you see the smoke coming out, and right. like, oh, okay, we'll put out the fire, and then they collapse. They collapse. <laughs> And you see the smoke that, pouring across yeah. New York City and covering the people in the white dust. And everyone's just shocked. I remember yeah. our manager brought us all into uh, the break room and we just watched it on television. And right. you could hear a pin drop. It was so quiet. I imagine the world would be a lot like that 
And for those of you that are watching, listening, again, you're tuning into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition, Big Batista, Nathan Jones. We're talking about after the rapture. Realistically, what can we expect that moment, that hour, that day where millions of Christians disappear? Again, we're talking about 9-11. Remember that small event, how it shocked the world. And like Nathan said, not only uh, did we think we're under attack, but suddenly... These buildings collapse. And Nathan, I believe one of the first things also, there's going to be probably the government is going to initiate uh, maybe martial law right away, a, a, a state of emergency, right? I could imagine it not. I mean, how can you get a greater state of emergency other than, say, a nuclear bomb being dropped on us? Now, yeah. and that's a, and we can only theorize here. Obviously, the United States does not play a major role in end-time Bible prophecy. So a number of Bible prophecy teachers have speculated, and let me emphasize, speculated yes. that maybe the rapture is masked in another global event. Uh, say, for instance, a nuclear strike. Some yeah. have gone far as an EMP, although honestly I think the, a lot of the EMP teaching is more in the sensationalist realm. Right. But you know, maybe something major, a natural catastrophe or disaster, something happens possibly to, to mask that. But other than that, let's say, and the Bible says that people be eating and drinking and marrying, and it's like an everyday thing. So to me, I believe more it's just an everyday thing. That's right. You know, we'll just be living and then, pop, you know, we'll be gone. Yes. I, I totally agree with you. What chance, choice would it be but for all the world's governments not to declare martial law? I mean, Nathan, here in South Florida, every year when we have a catastrophe, whether it's a... Uh, a lot of hurricanes here. One passed through our area not too long ago and destroyed a whole area. And they immediately declare a state of emergency. You remember New Orleans, right, Nathan, with, 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 when the levees broke, right? Uh, again. Right. I'm sorry, go ahead. Here in the spring in uh, Texas, uh, just a town west, uh, east of us, excuse me, Canton, got hit by seven tornadoes. Seven tornadoes. The whole town's wiped out. We're watching the news. We're in shock. We're seeing you know, the town destroyed. The mayor comes out and Immediately, what does she do? She she put curfews on the town. Right. You know, the police are out there to yes. stop looters. There's martial law. You have to have martial law. And you know, frankly, I think if post rapture, beginning of tribulation, we start seeing the beginnings of a one world government. And you can't get a one world government with two hundred and some squabbling, bickering countries to unite together unless there is some catastrophe of major, major importance. Excellent point. And, and Nathan, and that's, that's why we're, we're talking about this, because we want the listeners and the viewers out there to consider things uh, biblically, the reality. Uh, we're talking about now we have modern technology. We have so many things that we didn't have in the past. So what would happen realistically if the rapture were to happen today? What would happen immediately after the rapture? And I think, Nathan, the things that we're touching on are, are very real. Again, martial law, when you have panic and you have hundreds of thousands of people all over the world immediately uh, trying to figure out what just happened, you have accidents everywhere, vehicles, the government is going to have to do something immediately uh, post a curfew. People are going to probably have to go home early, otherwise, because of the chaos uh, out there. Nathan, I was thinking, imagine uh, millions of parents disappear. Now you're going to have millions of teenagers out there uh, left by themselves. And, and it's very chaotic, the events that could occur. Well, it's not just the church being raptured. I firmly believe that if you're under the age of accountability, in other words, you're a child or a, a child, yes. person who mentally can't choose Jesus Christ as Savior, that there's a special dispensation for them where they yes. too will be raptured with the church. God yes. will not punish those who uh, are 
protected by him. Gene said yeah. that a number of verses that they have a special protection over them. So imagine then a world where all the children disappear. Right. Now, it doesn't say, and the children will be raptured, but it, when you look at the rest of the pictures of the Bible and you piece it together, it would appear that it's not just the church, but grafted into the church are those at the under the age of accountability. So yeah. imagine the entire world losing their children. Imagine yes. women whose wounds, the babies, all of a sudden disappear. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you're talking about mass pandemonium, and who, who does the world turn to? They'll turn to the government yeah. to provide order out of chaos and to provide answers. And as we read Second Thessalonians 2, we realize that there is a deception that comes across the world. Mm. And so, like I said a little earlier, uh, you know, why is the world so obsessed with UFOs and aliens and Nephilim and, right. and stars in the sky and, and superheroes <laughs> and all this stuff? Maybe the lie that the government uses to cover over the rapture, because they can't admit, you know, it's Jesus yeah. Christ rapturing the church, they're going to cover it with something. They could say, you know, global warming destroyed all these people. We, you know, when there was a major environmental collapse, or if it does coincide with a, a nuclear war or something, you know, maybe it has something to do with that. Or, you know, maybe aliens took us off for years. Yeah. New Agers have been teaching the rapture of the church. Can you believe that? <laughs> I mean, the church isn't teaching the rapture of the church, but New Agers are because they believe Christians are holding the evolution of mankind yes. back. And they'll be celebrating because once Christians are gone, mankind can finally start evolving again. So, who knows what the lie will be, but as we read in 2 Thessalonians 2, there will be a lie that will come across the people who have rejected Christ and uh, have a hard heart against them. Excellent. And you know, Nathan, that's why we know there's a number of people tuned in via social media watching and listening. Listen, for you, we want to say this is very real. You want to have a real relationship with Jesus. These events we're talking about are going to occur. Millions of Christians will disappear. Millions upon millions of people are going to be left behind. The church will be gone. So this chaos that we're talking about, it's not going to affect the believers, the church of Jesus Christ. But those that are left behind are going to be for the greatest shock in the world and it will be a reality it is it's a situation that is going to be so unbelievable uh the people are going to be uh dropping uh dead uh because of what's happening and all over the world we're going to see this chaos and that very first day is going to be just a, a chaotic event right nathan oh right right i think a lot of it's tied to verse 7 which reads for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work only he who now restrains will do so until he's taken out of the way. So for one, when you talk about all the, the UFOs, Nephilim, sensationalist stuff the governments mm-hmm. may use to try to explain away the rapture, it says the mystery of the lawless one, that's Satan and his henchmen, the Antichrist, is already at work. In other words, Satan is already preparing for the yes. rapture to happen. That's right. He's getting all these different global warming and all this stuff out there to use as a possible cover. But the second part of that verse is another thing that happens after the rapture, and it's a major thing that happens after the rapture, is that the Lord will remove his restraint off of society. Now, we mm. think we live in it's bad in society right now, right? I mean, <laughs> a crime, I don't know what it's about, but every day this week, the news has just covered reports of shootings or stabbings in schools. Right. You know, we're being threatened by a nuclear war by North Korea and Iran. Uh, it always seems like the world lately has been on the brink of mm-hmm. utter lawlessness. And yes. yet, that's, the, that's with God restraining it. So imagine that the Holy Spirit's work through the church, because if the church is removed mm-hmm. and the restraints removed, that means that the Holy Spirit's work through the church mm-hmm. is removed. 
Now, anybody can go out and do anything they want. Exactly. anarchy until the government then breaks martial law. And so, so imagine looting and looting. rioting and yeah. theft and rape will just, the whole world will go bananas because yes. it'll just be mass anarchy. And that's why the world will seek a one-world ruler who can come and bring order out of chaos. Excellent point. And Nathan, those are those points that we want individuals to recognize. Exactly. These are real things that are going to be happening. There's going to be catastrophe uh, all over the world. And now, Nathan, I also know, and you would agree, that there is a, a gap there. And we don't want to speculate. We, we don't know from the rapture to the tribulation, the time frame. But we believe that that could be a longer period. It's not going to just be the rapture and then you're into the tribulation like some people want you to believe. It's the rapture and then the Antichrist pops on the scene. That's not what we're seeing uh, in Scripture, right, Nathan? Correct. We have to go back to Daniel 9, 26 and 27, which tells us that the Antichrist will make a peace covenant with Israel and yes. the many. So likely between his growing empire coming out of yeah. Europe and the many being other countries, but particularly a covenant with Israel. And if that is the biblical countdown for That's the right. seven years of the tribulation. So you're right, the rapture is a signless event. Nothing has to happen before the rapture happens, uh, but uh, there could be then a time period between the rapture and the tribulation. And again, the tribulation starting when the Antichrist makes that treaty. Yeah. Now, how long will that be? Right. There's some theories. Our own Dr. Reagan believes it could be as long as even three and a half years. That's a long time. Because you have to... It is. Yeah. Uh, you have to go to uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39. I don't want to get too much deep into that, but that, it would indicate that there would have to be three and a half years before the tribulation, possibly. Uh, I have a hard time seeing it lasting that long only because, one, the chaos that needs to be put back in order. Right. I also see if, if the um, Holy Spirit is no longer restraining the world's sin, then how long can a world last without, yeah. you know, if humans are left to do whatever the heck they want, for three and a half on years. Their own heart, how long can the earth survive that? Yeah. So yeah. I don't think there's going to be a, a too long of a time between the rapture and the tribulation. That's my own opinion. No, and Nathan, and that's why we're discussing this, because there's possibilities. Let's say it, let's say it is a year. Uh, I mean, that's a very good point. What are people going to do for that year? They're going to be fending for themselves, so hopefully martial law. There's going to be probably lines for food. There's going to be a controlled system. And all this is going to affect the millions upon millions of people that are, will still be on this earth. Exactly. And we know that from the first seal judgment, the Antichrist is released, that he comes out and he comes as a peacemaker to the world. And what better way to rise to power as the guy who has all the answers to the mm. world chaos? Immediately, we see the world thrusting him into power That's and right. into prominence, but it's not too long into the office before it's time for him to declare war on whoever his enemies might mm -hmm. be. It's argued it might be the remainder of the Islamic world, it might be some countries uh, that won't uh, come to order, but he's going to bring war to the earth, yeah. followed by all the famine, death, and plague that follows. And the result is a quarter of the world population will die shortly after wow. the Antichrist comes to power. So that's another thing that happens after the rapture. And, yep. and again, it's God's wrath upon the world for its sin. So it's got to be the worst that you could ever imagine. Excellent point. And, and again, for those of you that just tuned in, you're tuned in to The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV, Radio Edition, Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about after... 
the rapture, but before that tribulation. What are some things that the Bible talks about uh, need to take place? And again, we uh, thank those of you that are tuning in uh, via social media for the uh, joining the discussion. And of course, you can always find more information 321 end time 321-363-463, or we'll respond to you off air. And of course, through this whole uh, event that we're talking about, we're, we don't want to freak you out. Well, maybe just a little bit, but we do want to, we want to cause you to think about your relationship with Christ. We want you to cause you to think what is really going to happen. What are some real things that we can say can happen without stretching the truth? Living in the modern times that we're living in uh, with the millions of Christians that are in America and around the world. And all of a sudden, what if everybody disappeared? What do you think happened? And again, Nathan talked about a deception, a delusion. We see a lot of that already starting in our times, the signs of the time. And that's why we want to encourage you, the viewers and the listeners, you need to turn to Christ now while there is still time. And the only hope that this world has is Jesus. And again, we know we only have about a minute left of the program. But if you don't know Christ, we're going to give you an invitation as we do every week that you can turn to him while there is still time. And, and Nathan, you... You have, of course, you are that evangelist and you have the heart of an evangelist. And we always want to give people hope. You and I, that's the main thing about biblical prophecy. It's not gloom and doom. Yeah. It's hope and it's good news for the believer. Can you share with that person, Nathan, how they can be part of that good news? Well, the rapture is for those who put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Yes. Uh, Jesus promises us many verses like Revelation 3.10 that we are promised exemption from his wrath upon the world. Just like the flood of Noah, the believers aren't meant for the wrath of God and the tribulation. But to be saved, it means your sins have to be forgiven. Jesus died on the cross for your sins so that you That's might right. be saved, but love a gift, you have to accept that. In faith and repentance, you have to accept it. And if it helps, pray in your heart, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. Give your heart and life to Jesus Christ, and He will forgive you those sins. The punishment for your sins will be taken upon him, and you were promised glory to be with Jesus Christ forever in heaven. Woo, amen. Thank you so much, Nathan. And that is the good news that we wanted to share with you. So again, incredible times are ahead of us, but exciting times for the church of Jesus Christ. And we want to thank every one of you for tuning in for today's program. Nathan, exciting times we're living in. Uh, Nathan, I want to thank you so much. Uh, for filling in, again, that gap period with so many things. And I know we only touched on the surface uh, of this gap time uh, after the rapture and before the tribulation. But for those of you that are tuning in, we pray that you can stay tuned to our next programs as we'll continue to tackle uh, these very important subject matters. So, Nathan, it's always a pleasure to have you on as my co-host here on the program. And since we ran out of time, I hope you have a wonderful week. God bless Thank you, Nathan. And for those of you again, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones saying goodbye to the Lord bless you. We ran out of time for this segment of the program, but keep your eyes on Jesus. He's coming back very, very soon. He is our hope. And if you're in need of prayer, you can always reach out to us, 305-992-9537 or 321-END-TIME. We thank you all for your prayers and your support for our program. Again, have a great week. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And may His face shine upon you. Those of you following us on social media, make sure you share these programs with your friends and your family to encourage them and give them hope. Have a great week.